morning, Sakina. Now, Nadir, uh, let's talk first about uh, Woolworths and some of the earnings updates and general conditions for retailers. Yeah, I mean, Sakina, the numbers which came out for the six months to the end of December, the 26 weeks to the end of December, were really not bad numbers, you know. I mean, they managed to grow their top line by 12.5%. That's their revenue by 12.5%. You know, they managed to grow their earnings per share by a very impressive 30%. I mean, if we look at same store sales, um, they managed to grow that by 8.5%. So some of the top line growth was attributable to uh, opening of new stores and contributing to the earnings base. but And their margins remain very, very attractive, um, you know, with the overall businesses' margins remaining at just under 50%, at 40, uh, growing marginally to 48.1%. So all in all, I think, you know, Woolworths is uh, amongst uh, one of the healthiest retailers because, you know, their margins remain very, very good. Um, you know, they manage to grow their top line very effectively, and the Australian business is contributing nicely uh, towards their bottom line with David Jones, you know, even though there's been, um, you know, a lot of discussions about David Jones and a lot of uh, analysis going around the markets about whether they overpaid at over $5 billion for Dave, for uh, $5 billion Australian dollars for the uh, Australian uh, clothing retailer, but we see them contributing nicely towards earnings, you know, growing uh, same-store sales growth by around 9.5% and growing their earnings by in excess of, of, of 12%. So that seems to be going okay, and uh, really there's been a massive turnaround in the clothing retail business with particular reference to their kiddies uh, clothing retail um, where they've managed to increase their market share uh, they've managed to increase their top line growth in the in the, in, in the kids re- in the kids clothing division it's been a division they've struggled with for a very long time um, you know and, that, and that, that's starting to look more positive and I think because Woolworths is a lot more defensive than some of the other retailers particularly in the food space given that they're exposed to the higher end consumer which are somewhat less affected by the economic downturn than uh, some of the lower-end and mid-end consumers which go to perhaps, um, you know, a, a, a shop right or a pick-and-pay. Um, you know, Woolworths, as a result of that trade, is a higher multiple than, the, than some of the other retailers. That's 17 times forward earnings. Say, relative to some of the other clothing retailers, uh, Truist at about 11 times, Mr. Price at about 11 to 12 times, and, uh, you know, even the food retailers of shop trading uh, considerably below the PE of Woolworths. So, um, you know, the one disappointment from the earnings remains uh, Country Road, uh, you know, where they're really battling uh, to turn around the women's clothing division at, at, at Country Road, and they're battling to grow the top line by, by, by quite a bit, and the market is starting to grow a little bit impatient with that because it's been, uh, you know, the same story for some time. And, uh, you know, the, Ian Moyer was very, very somber about the economic outlook for South Africa as we all know um, increasing interest rates are affecting the consumer, higher inflation rates are affecting the consumer, and this is all coupled with very, very low economic growth. So the outlook moving forward was very, very tempered, and uh, you know, as a result of that, markets seem to punish the stock somewhat, ending the day around 7.5% down, Sakina, despite uh, a decent set of numbers. So you know, at the end of the day, 
they, uh, the, the, the retailers are facing a very, are, are in a very difficult space. You know, a lot of them are cutting prices uh, in order to maintain market share and cutting prices in order to remain, uh, 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 you know, attractive towards consumers. And they're not passing on a lot of price increases onto consumers because of the weak state of the economy and despite inflation going up uh, and the ex- because of the extent of the weak rand increasing their import costs. So, you know, this is, this is somewhat negative for their margins, and we're really seeing that affecting businesses like ShopRite and businesses like Mr. Price and Truworth, and that's why they've come under the severe pressure they've come under recently. And, uh, you know, that's really the na- name of the game in retail at the moment. Once the darling of the South African market, because we know how South African consumers love to consume, but uh, with, the, with the economy coming under severe pressure and with interest rates going up and uh, consumers highly indebted, um, you know, the outlook moving forward looks a bit more somber than what, than what uh, South African retailers have, be, have been accustomed to for a very long time. And Najir, what was, uh, you know, some of the key points for you from last night's Sona? Yeah, you know, Sakina, I think uh, some of the right things were said in terms of uh, the drastic impact of a uh, junk status uh, credit rating would have on South Africa and the, how it would increase our cost of borrowing and, uh, you know, really hamstring government in terms of being able to, uh, you know, embark on developmental spending, you know, whether it's uh, infrastructure spending, whether it's welfare spending, just basically drastically reduce their ability to continue developmental spending in order to improve economic growth and the life for all in South Africa. And, uh, you know, government talked about the need to cut certain expenditures and possibly uh, reduce the size of travel delegations, reduce the frequency of travel, um, also, you know, uh, do away with this two, sta- two uh, capital cities, you know, which uh, creates a lot of unnecessary travel between uh, Pretoria and Cape Town. And, uh, you know, a lot of uh, uh, ministers have to have bases in both cities, which is obviously an unnecessary expense for government. And perhaps Perhaps doing away with that. So some of the right things were said in terms of cutting costs and, uh, you know, in order to uh, uh, improve the, the state of South Africa's finances, given the extent to which uh, economic growth is coming under pressure. And uh, Mr. Zuma basically spoke about the fact that uh, economic growth in South Africa to a large extent is correlated to global growth and the sell-off in the commodity prices, which is true. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, I think that uh, the speech lacked some detail in terms of how we're going to improve economic growth in South Africa. Yes, there was mention of a 100 million rand investment into uh, a brand SA campaign to try and improve tourism and to try and uh, uh, get, get the message across to the international community that South Africa is open for business. Uh, but, you know, that's very high level. And uh, But other than that, there wasn't significant enough detail on what South Africa, the, the government, intends to do to improve economic growth in the country and to address some of our growth challenges. So um, I suppose what we can ho- only hope for is more detail in that from the bu- in the budget speech from Praveen Gordon uh, later this month, along with how government is going to raise more revenue, um, you know, in order to not uh, see the budget deficit ballooning and the ratings agencies downgrade us to uh, sub-investment grade.